welcome to CRE Eyes Wide Open podcast. I'm Ann Hambly, your host, and today I'm very pleased to have with me Daniel Lesser, who's the, the uh, I think you're the co-founder of LWH Advisors, correct, Daniel? That's correct. Yeah, and uh, I'll, I'll let you tell everybody what LWH Advisors does um, real quickly, but I know we've worked together many years in the industry. It's been a joy working with you. You served on my advisory board, and I loved your advice and guidance. Um, and we did a podcast about a year ago when the hospitality industry was probably just barely getting on two feet, you know, for, from COVID. So um, we'll spend a little more time today in today's podcast on where the hospitality is in general today and where you think it's going and all that. But first, let me let you do an introduction to the listeners on your firm. And then I got a couple of good questions for you. Excellent. Excellent. Well, Anne, thank you. It's it's really, it's wonderful to be here with you again. Appreciate the invite. Uh, so Daniel Lesser, I'm the uh, co-founder, president, and uh, CEO of LW Hospitality Advisors. Uh, we're a national firm with uh, about 40 some odd professionals with boots on the ground throughout the country. Uh, we have three uh, silos of business. We're focused exclusively on the lodging sector. So hotels, resorts, casinos, conference centers, timeshare properties. Silo number one is a non-advocacy silo appraisals, market studies, feasibility studies, lots and lots of litigation related work for a myriad of reasons, serving as an expert witness or party appointed, party appointed arbitrator. Silo number two is an advocacy silo, asset management. We have about 35 properties in that portfolio where we do provide traditional uh, oversight of day-to-day -day operators, hotel operators. We're not day-to-day uh, -day hotel operators. Um, a subsegment within asset management is receivership work. Uh, during COVID, I was the court-appointed receiver for a 48-property uh, hotel portfolio throughout the country. It was the one portfolio that Highgate did not buy of the six portfolios that Colony Capital essentially surrendered to, to the lender. Um, and then a final subsegment underneath asset management is advocacy work. Uh, where we provide uh, consulting services to uh, folks who we very respectfully refer to as newbies to the hotel space. <laughs> so smart, sophisticated, they have money, they know and understand real estate, they need help on the hotel front, and that's where we come into play. And then the third silo is a predictive analytics platform, lodging, analytics, research, and consulting. Mm. Well, we'll probably spend a lot of time on the latter part, the third uh, uh, segment of your business. Um, let's start out first, though. So do you, your, your own personal opinion, of course, Daniel, do you believe we are currently in a recession, going into a recession, out of a recession? I like to get people's opinion on that because there's so many varied views. So what's yours? So, you know, that's a great question because uh, the state of the economy is obviously fundamental to uh, to the hotel business, right? And with daily leasing uh, and the constant uh, ability to change room rates, depending upon which way the wind is blowing with the economy, it's, it's very much affected by um, the underlying economy. Uh, I've been doing this a long time, as have you, Anne, uh, 40 some odd years. And this is the most predicted recession I can ever remember. Um, it, it's really interesting, you know, you look at the, there, there's, there's a whole segment of folks, whether it be Jamie Dimon or Barry Sternlicht or, you know, uh, some other, you know, some other well-known folks who have been predicting some doom and gloom for a while, 
right? And then at the same time, you have other folks, whether it be uh, the CEO of Bank of America or Mark Zandi with Moody's, who don't believe that we're going into a recession. Uh, you, you know, it's really interesting. I gave a presentation recently, and I started off by asking in the room uh, for folks to raise their hand if they believed that we were not yet in a recession, but going into one. And about a third of the room raised their hand. And then I asked who thought we were already in a recession, and another third raised their hand. And then I, I asked the the uh, a third question, and I raised my hand and said, who has absolutely no idea? And I was included. <laughs> uh, uh, so no, that's, that, 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 that's sort of the, you know, the reality of the situation. And now <laughs> if you look at some of the recent headlines out there, yeah, uh, you know, particularly with the jobs report that just came out last yeah. week, right? Uh, with yeah. unemployment now being the lowest since 1969. And by the way, um, hiring is being led by hospitality. But all of this is now pointing to many prognosticators saying that the prediction of recession is wrong and that it's not going to happen. Right. You know what? To summarize, yeah. Uh, at, the end, <laughs> yeah. at the end of the day, you know, GDP, GDP in the United States has been increasing, albeit at reduced uh, levels of increase. Right. Well, that actually just kind of um, further supports everything I'm hearing, which is it's all over the board, right? And there's many, many different opinions of that. One thing I think we know for sure is the hospitality industry, like you said, is most directly impacted immediately by movement in the market. And um, I, I would love to, let's, let's do for the listeners, let's do a good old fashioned kind of SWOT analysis on the hospitality industry. And let's start out by um, obviously the S in SWAT, but let's start out with the strengths. And, I, and I'd like to, I know you properly have said, and I've talked to you many times about this, and you started out, I think, our last um, podcast a year ago talking about the different areas of hospitality. So for sake of this conversation in the limited time we have, we'll kind of assume they're all sort of, we're talking high level. Um, I know you can get into the subsets of particular hospitality types and have different answers, but in general, what is the strength today of the hospitality industry? So the the, the rebound, I mean, obviously COVID was, uh, was just decimating, yeah. not just for the lodging sector, but lots of other industries as well, but we're talking about lodging today. Uh, so the rebound since then has really been quite phenomenal. It's been led by leisure traveler travel uh, uh, nationally. However, we're now at the stage where room night demand has been increasing in group meeting convention business as well as corporate individual business. And it's in that order in terms of the strength of increasing growth. Leisure has been really just really terrific. Group meeting and convention was a little slow to come back, but it is coming back very strongly. I was at a mm -hmm. conference uh, two weeks ago in California, the Alice Conference, America's Lodging Investment Summit, and there were 2,800 people there. It was packed. Um, How does that compare to prior years? It's oh, right. I mean, forgetting COVID. Oh, it's is it? Wow. It's right. It's right up there with pre-COVID. Wow. Um, okay. I was at the Lodging Conference in Phoenix back in when was that? I think October. You know, same thing. Close to 3,000 delegates, mm. and it was and it was back to pre-COVID levels. Wow. Um, you know, corporate individual travel has been definitely the laggard. And a lot of that has to do with the, you know, uh, um, work from home, which we, you know, we, we'll talk about in, in a yeah. little bit. Uh, um, 
you know, inbound foreign visitation has been increasing, particularly since the middle of last year when the U.S. ended COVID-19 testing requirements to enter the country. And, and most recently, with China uh, reopening, that's only going to fuel additional uh, uh, visitation from overseas into the United States. So those are all positive things. Great. Yeah, you know, I know. I think. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to say another strength, uh, you know, for the sector is as as demand has been rebounding, um, um, room rates have been increasing very, uh, very strongly. And it, this is the first recovery from a downturn that I can recall where the sector did not cut room rates in an attempt to get heads and beds. I mean, if you think about it, during COVID, mm -hmm. you could have given rooms away for free and people weren't traveling. Yeah. Right. So rate, rate integrity was held. And so when the rebound came, it started at a, at a sort of a much higher level on a relative basis than compared to prior downturns. Oh, that's great. Okay. That makes sense. And I, I gather was a time where I, it seems like some of the predictions I saw like during COVID was that, was that this industry would take till, you know, 2025 to recover. So quick recovery. And that's what's strong today, I think, from what we're seeing. What's yeah. the let's let's go through, you know, the weakness today. Okay, well, I, let me just throw in one more important notion vis-a-vis -vis strength, and that is the limited availability of construction financing and continued mm. building labor shortages, which are absolutely dampening new supply, hotel supply increases, right, which are right. below, which are below uh, um, long-term averages. So that's, you know, the other thing to remember, too, is that there have been, particularly in, in major urban markets, there have been uh, dozens of hotels throughout the country containing thousands of rooms that have been either demolished or converted to alternative uses and, and therefore mm -hmm. permanently removed from supply. So that's these are additional sort of strengths. And, and I guess I would add just one more, if you don't mind, and that's that mm -hmm. there are copious amounts of institutional equity money that's out there on the sidelines that was candidly uh, raised during the pandemic in anticipation of you know, induced distressed opportunities that, ne that just never materialized. That money's still right. out there, and it, and it's looking for a home. And a lot of this money is feeling pressure to to get deployed because sitting on cash is not a great alternative these days. Where do you think it'll find a home? <laughs> uh, they they're they're looking at hospitality, that's for sure. Mm, okay. Yeah. yeah. And and yeah, you know, another thing to sort of not not forget too is that you know we're in a fairly high inflationary environment. And yep. hotels are a great hedge against inflation because of the notion of daily leasing and constant repricing of rooms. Right, so, right. You know, institutional money sees that as, as a great place to park money. Right. In terms of weaknesses, you know, I alluded a moment ago to return to office. Uh, I know there's differing opinions about this. I, I think enough time has sort of burned off that, in my humble opinion, it's just not happening. We are where we are. I don't think it's really coming back much more. You know, New York, I think, is barely at 50% return to office. Um, it's, a, it's a weakness on the one hand, right, for corporate individual travel, but I believe it's a, it's a, it's a strength for group meeting and convention travel because right. as people stay away from the office, they really need to get together every so often to, to maintain culture and connectivity. So we're clearly seeing uh, that bubble up into, into new group meeting business that did not previously exist. 
Well, I'll tell you for sure how we know that's absolutely a fact. What we're seeing in distress right now and concern is the office segment. Yep. So, and it's all because of that, you know, the return to office is not, it's not going to be a hundred percent likely in the near future, if it ever, if ever. And there's, you know, where, where you have tenant role and you have maturity in the next couple of years, it's, it's just a, you know, a recipe for needing kind of some cap. That's why I wondered where that capital was going that got raised for hospitality COVID because it sure is needed in the office space now, you know. But as you know, there's a lot of functionally and physically obsolete office product that, uh, oh, yeah. you, you know, at, at, at this point, right. it's probably reached the end of their economic lives. That's right. That's right. Another big weakness is, you know, the good news was that, uh, you know, foreigners are coming back into the United States. The bad news is that uh, delays on getting visas issued by the United States has really just been ridiculously long and for not really good reasons and it's it's limiting the recovery of inbound traffic it's actually turning a, a lot of, a lot of folks off and the last thing the last thing i would add about weakness to, is that you know somehow the hotel sector always manages to do this and i don't know why but you know a lot of new brands are being rolled out these days new hotel brands it's Notice kind of ridiculous that. yeah Every time I drive down the street, even locally here, of course, we're in a hotbed here in Dallas. There's lots of building. But every time I drive down the street, I find hotels springing up that have different names than any hotel brand I've ever heard of. So I, I'm seeing them yeah. all over, too. Yeah. So lots of strengths. We obviously know weaknesses. Where are the opportunities in hospitality right now? Yes, absolutely, because there are a tremendous amount of opportunities. And I, I just alluded to you know, to one, and I'm going to reiterate because it's a big one, and and the, and that is, it's a fact that hotels are a great hedge against inflation uh, because of the continuous uh, repricing. Um, um, you know, there's a wave of debt maturities that are coming uh, this year through next year, through 2024, that are going to result in refinance, restructuring, and sale investment opportunities. I mean, just think about all the hotel CMBS that, you know, five and 10 year money that's going to be coming due in the very near term. And when that money was originated, it cost, well, for all intents and purposes, it was relatively free, right? And today you actually have to pay, pay some mm -hmm, sort of return yeah. on it. You know, if you think about it, it's kind of interesting. People complain about where interest rates are today. And yes, on a relative basis, they're higher than they were. No, but yeah. if you look over a right. 40, 50 year horizon, they're really not that high. Yeah. So everything's right. relative in life, but the bottom line is that this wave of debt maturities that's coming up is going to result in tremendous opportunities for investors that are looking to, you know, to get into the space and to get into all sorts of uh, levels of the, the capital stack. You know, again, good news, bad news. That's the good news. The bad news is that, as I mentioned earlier, with all the money out there, you know, those those opportunities that have compelling stories to them, they will invariably get bid up. And so we're going to see opportunities that bubble up because of, of distress. However, the pricing of those transactions may very well not reflect distress pricing. Mm -hmm. You know, what's interesting, Dan, is... Um... I, there was a, well, in our entire lifetime, I, definitely in mine, if when a CMBS loan came due for maturity, 
Never, ever, ever did I have a borrower say to me, oh, please, please let me stay in my CMBS loan. <laughs> Usually they want it out at all costs, right? And today we're starting to see people say, no, please, can I just get an extension? Now I could get a new loan, but I don't want a new loan because this one's at 3%, not, you know, uh, so yeah, we are seeing um, all of a sudden CMBS debt is a very popular thing to have right now if you got it yeah. a while ago, yeah. right? So in short-term hindsight, it has really good rates. So there, I think the opportunities I see too are for people that do want to come in and buy hospitality and there's a little term left on the deal, you know, assuming an existing deal uh, today is actually Absolutely. very attractive. It's probably a selling Absolutely. point. Yeah. You know, when you're, yeah. And it never used to be, it used to be a detriment, right? You'd hide, you'd hide the fact that there was CMBS debt unless asked. Now you've, you know, paraded around. So <laughs> So obviously something we can't predict, almost like a recession or anything else, but what do you see as the threats? I think the biggest threats to me in general in our industry are things we don't know about or we can't think about. Look at COVID, you know, geez, who saw that coming? But what what do you think in your mind right now are the perceived or no, known threats facing hospitality? Another, in the you know, future? obviously great question. Listen, the ramifications of both international and domestic geopolitical unrest and war um you know that that's that's clearly a, th a threat there's no question about it and uh you know some of the stuff that we hear is uh is candidly a little frightening um you know we uh, additional threats we talked about inflation uh, being a, a plus in the lodging sector well again good news bad news the bad news is that inflation also places upward pressure on rising operational expenses right um H higher yeah. interest rates uh you, you know now that the jobs report came out i'm i'm reading that uh you know the fed may actually be implementing additional rate increases and for you know a longer period of time um so that clearly creates you know refinancing risk like i said a minute ago for the billions of dollars of you know us hotel loans that are that are maturing in the next 18 months um, you know, supply chain disruptions are, are uh, you know, obviously much, much better than they were, but it's still a challenge uh, for, for many, many hotel day-to-day -day operations and candidly for, for renovation projects. Um, you know, property tax, property yeah. tax burdens yeah. are, are increasing, insurance premiums are in, continue to increase rapidly. You know, those are, those are sort of, you know, additional, additional threats. And, um, you know, cybercrime is also a big issue for the lodging. I mean, it is for everybody, but for some reason, it's uh, mm. they, they target the lodging industry because I think of all the, you know, robust amount of, of data that's available, you know, to try mm. to steal. Oh, I didn't even thought about that. So so hospitality is a targeted Very much field so. in the, and it's a the cyber problem. Oh, hmm. Is this still an issue right now for hotel owners finding workers? I know there was a that was one of the bigger themes kind of in or that was one of the bigger issues in 22, yes. it seems like. It, Is that still out still, there? It's yeah? still okay. a, a big challenge. Uh, yeah. Again, good news, bad news. The you know, the bad news is labor. The good news is this is forcing the sector to figure out technological opportunities to take advantage of yeah. to deal with these right. labor shortages. And by the way, speaking of labor, um, you know, there clearly is, you know, upward pressure on wages and benefits because of the shortage, right? But the influence of labor unions right. within the lodging sector has been uh, has been increasing and it only in continues to increase. So that is, is another, uh, that is right. another challenge. Yeah. 
The hardest part, I, I have to say, when I'm working with owners on any property type, but one of the questions we ask, you know, as I'm starting to help them on a workout is, what do you think your value, the value of the property is today? What do you think it's going to cost to carry you through the next couple of years? Where do you think values will be in a couple of years? <laughs> so many times, I, in fact, I laughed at a client with a client yesterday because he said, I don't know, you tell me. I mean, I, right? How in the heck do you predict any of this stuff with all the moving parts going on in our world today? And I, I think that's probably got to be a hotel owner's challenge is, you know, what's going to happen, let alone today, tomorrow, and a week from now, but how does 2023 look in general, you know, just so many factors that are moving around us, you know? Uh, it's, it, yeah, it, it, it's so true. And, you know, one of my favorite quotes comes from uh, uh, Benjamin Franklin, and it is, change is the only constant in life, you know? Yeah, yeah. so yeah. true, so true, so true. Um, so leave us, leave us with parting words, any of the listeners, parting words from your ears, uh, from your mouth, sorry, to their ears um, for 2023. You know, parting words, listen, at the end of the day, hotel fundamentals remain really solid, despite all the noise in the background. People continue to travel, you know, granted the location, the day of the week, the purpose of trip, uh, trips are, you know, may be different, but the bottom line is people, people want to travel and, 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 and if, if allowed, they will travel. Uh, the U S hotel industry is, is, you know, is, is, is achieving, uh, record amounts of occupied room nights in the United States, not occupancy, but occupied room nights, you know, average daily mm -hmm. rates continue to be really strong. Um, you know, listen, you know, consumer demand is really what what what's going to continue the growth. And unfortunately, with all the noise about the economy, I mean, sometimes I believe that, you know, markets tend to talk themselves down. And 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 I'm a little concerned about yeah, that and, yeah. you know, putting putting pressure on on ADR and occupancy. But you know what? The 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 consumer is in really good shape. Corporations are in good shape. So hopefully, you know, hopefully that, uh, you know, that's that's not going to come to fruition. Um, the bottom line is, I yeah. think there's going to be great opportunities out there. I think the smart money is looking at downtown urban 24-7 cores and within that uh, big box hotels. Uh, contrarian, contrarian notion, mm -hmm. because the herd right now or for a while now has been running to, you know, uh, um, smile markets, resort markets, drive-to markets. And there's nothing wrong with them. Don't get me wrong. But I think there's lots of opportunity out there with what I just described. And if you look at, I think one of the poster child transactions to sort of look at for that thesis is the recent sale of the Sheraton Times Square in Manhattan, right? Big monster convention hotel uh, traded at $200,000 per room. Now on in aggregate, wow, because of the yeah. size of the hotel, it was over $300 million. So it's a big number and you still have to put mm -hmm. money into it. Right. But if you think about the basis of 200,000 a room and if you put 50, $100,000 into it, right, and you're all in basis for a box like that at 300, you couldn't build it for anywhere close to that today. Not that you would replicate it. So mm -hmm. what's, what's my point? My point is that I don't see a whole lot of downside at that at that sort of basis. And I only I only see upside. I mean, yeah. you know, if you think that New York's not coming back, then you probably don't think, you know, downtown. Yeah major urban markets are coming back. And yeah, they have challenges. You know, crime right. is an issue. Homeless, homelessness is an issue, right? But we've seen this movie many, many times. And the fact is, the fact is people right. like to 
people like to live in urban in urban environments. They may not like to go to the office in the urban yeah. environment, but they like to live there. And I don't think that's going mm-hmm. away. And I think there's going to be tremendous opportunity out there for well-capitalized, opportun- opportunistic investors that bet big at the right bi- basis, you know, early in a cycle. Um, and like I said, particularly particularly contrarian sponsors. I love it. I love it. That's great, great positive energy to leave everyone with. And I'll leave. I'll, I'll just add one more positive note to what you've just said, and that is, can you imagine a scenario where you and I were talking in, let's say, late 2020, if we had predicted what we'd talk about and what we'd be able to say about the industry in February of 2023, we'd have never thought it was this positive, 100%. right? And I, I mean, I, yeah. And so all predictions then were, were would never have led us to where we are today. So that's the really good news. I think the reboundability, if that's a word, you know, of hospitality is amazing. So Dan, thank you so much for your time today. As always, super good to hear your insight and your thoughts. And I appreciate it always. Thank you. Um, and and everyone, yeah, absolutely. And everyone will have a connection to you when we post this. Thank so you. thank you. Thank you.